Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and this week's episode is just another one of those episodes that has come up because over the past week and a half, I would say I've had about five to 10 people reach out to me with the same issue, and it is so heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to hear, it's heartbreaking to coach people through. And I felt like I was saying a lot of the same things uh, in each, you know, whether it was a DM or voice message or, or coaching session that I wanted to create an episode about it. Because if five people have had the, the cojones, basically, if they were brave enough to raise their hand and reach out to me, then I know that there is 500, 5,000 out there of you listening right now who really need to hear this message. So we're going to jump right into my husband just asked for a separation or divorce. Now what? Well, here are five ways that you can handle that with grace. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reunite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might've contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Gracefield Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Gracefield Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. Okay, so before I get into the ways that you can handle this with grace, let me first say that mama, sister friend, I empathize on such a deep level with your pain, your anger, your frustration. I mean, please understand that I am a coach who is who speaks from experience. I'm not, you know, a marriage therapist who, who's never been through this and therefore is only speaking to you from a, a textbook level of knowledge. This is way beyond that. I have been there. I have been the one on the floor crying, feeling like my whole world was collapsing because my husband walked out and, and there I was staring at an empty apartment. So that's number one. Now, how can we handle it with grace? Because I will tell you this, there is a way to separate with grace. I mean, how many times have we seen separation and divorce? It just gets nasty. It gets nasty. It's ugly. The parents don't speak. They're fighting. They're they're dragging the kids into it. It's it's just really done in a really ungodly way. And unfortunate as it is, I am a child of divorce. And <laughs> I have to say that as as traumatizing as it was as a child for to see my parents divorce, one thing that they did well was they they divorced well 
right? They, they, they are friends today. It's not like they call each other up to tell each other about their day, but they, there is a certain civility and respect there for one another, for each other's spouses, for each other's different families. Now I can have family dinners and, and everybody is together and it's not weird. So I, I say that to you as a, a way to like, if that was the ultimate thing that was were to happen, there is a way to do that with grace, to really kind of salvage what is there and really bring the best possible outcome, if you will, if that was what was truly going to happen. Now, of course, we don't want that. What we would like is while before the ink is dried on that on that page, or I have friends and clients who were divorced, ink dried, divorce papers, and then remarried uh, because they wanted to get back together. So it's never really quite final, is it? So if 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 you are in this place and most likely if you're listening to this episode it's because you're in this place that you want to do what you can for your marriage before it gets to that point this is what i have for you number 1 is just that you have to decide what you want so in all of the uh, messages all of the things people have talked to me about all the times that have really counseled somebody through this situation, it comes down to one major decision. And this is a, like a fork in the road. If you, you have to make a choice, it's one or the other, left or right. There's no way down the middle. You have to make a choice. And whatever that choice is, you stick with it, but you have to make a choice. And the choice is, what do you want? Do you want to work on your marriage or are you just so tired that you're done? Now, my guess is that if you're listening to this episode, you are of the former. You are a woman who wants to work on her marriage. You are not at the point yet where you're just so tired that you're done. If you're questioning, um, jump into gracefieldswifesteps.gra.com. That's my free resource that I have. The first page is a whole like Venn diagram of is my marriage worth saving? So take a look at it. It's free. Uh, you just jump right in there and, and grab it. But really, in your heart, what has what has God told you? What are you really feeling in your heart? Has God spoken a word to you over your marriage? Do you really in your heart feel like there is hope for this marriage. That is the place where you've got to make the decision. Now, I'm not never said it's an easy decision. It reminds me of that famous scene in the notebook. Uh, now that we see in all the memes where he's like, what do you want? What do you want? And she's like, uh, it's not that simple, right? It's not that simple. It sounds simple for me to sit here and say, you got to pick one. And you're like, yeah, I want to work on my marriage, but he's a jerk. I want to work on my marriage, but, but all the things. So I understand that there are all the things that make it sound impossible, if you will, um, at a minimum, really difficult to work on your marriage when it has gotten to this stage. Uh, there's a marriage coach I hear, she says all the time, oh, people say marriage is hard. Marriage isn't hard. And it's like, well, marriage isn't hard. You're right. Once the both of you have learned to communicate, but before that, when you're in the depths of it, when you're in the dark and the ugh, right, when you're learning to communicate, it can be hard. So that's number one. Number one is you're going to make a decision. 
one way or another. You're either going to stick it out and you're going to fight for it and you're going to decide that you will do every possible thing that you can to save your marriage so that if in any event it doesn't work out, you know that you are right with God. You know that you say, okay, God, I literally did everything that you told me to do. I did everything that you put on my heart to do. I did everything. I asked for you to search my heart and search all my wrongs. Like I literally did everything and there is nothing else. You can feel comfort in the fact that you're okay. Obviously, God's going to love you, right? Jesus died for our sins. We can't, you know, get our salvation through our works. So there's all that God's grace for us. But it's just that understanding that you know, that you know, that you know, that you've done everything you could to save your marriage. So wherever you are in that place. So that's number one. Number two is you're going to get support. Get support. Now, what does support look like? For many Support could be a marriage counselor or, you know, a marriage therapist or something like that. And I'll, often I'll get, ah, he doesn't want to go to that. Yeah, typically, if you're in this place where he's walking out, maybe you've tried it before, you didn't have a good experience, and your husband is not interested in that, which is part of why I created this entire podcast and ministry because I wanted to provide a resource to women whose husbands were not interested in participating. So like I said, a, a therapist, a counselor, that might be one. A coach might be another like myself or, you know, any other one that you might find that might be another resource. This is where you have to really be careful. A friend, a family member, a sister, whoever, they are great. Your friends, your mom, your sister, your auntie, your best friend, whoever, they're, they are going to love you more than anything. In fact, they love you more than they love your husband. They love you so much that the problem with only going to them is often that they will take your side. So unless you know that you have somebody who is, um, you know, one of those people who are on your side, but that you, unless you know that they're not always going to take your side, that they're going to challenge you, you, I would say caution, right? Caution, because they do have your best interests at heart. But what happens at the end, if and when you do reconcile your husband, now they've heard all the stuff about him and now they're going to hold that over your head. So just be careful. Be careful what you share. Be careful with whom you share it. Another thing to note is if you are really feeling um, nervous or uncomfortable with sharing things with a family member or a friend, that also might be a red flag, right? If you, if your husband is abusive in any way and you have shared things with them before and they've tried to tell you and you find yourself holding back from telling them things now, that's a red flag. You, I mean, that's, that's the part where I'm saying they love you. They're going to take care of you. Um, so there's this really fine line. You know, I have an amazing support system, but I know, I know who I can talk to in my life, in my personal life about my husband. And I know who's probably not the best person for me to talk to, because when I ever, I tell her anything bad about my husband, she's quick to be like, oh yeah, well, tell me about it, you know? And it's like, honey, um, he's my husband. You're not supposed to hate him too. So get some outside support.
Speaking of outside support, the grace-fueled marriage method is here. This is the support you've been waiting for. When I was sitting right there in your shoes, ugly crying and pouring my heart out to God, praying desperately for an answer, I wish that this resource was available to me. There just wasn't. Everything out there was either a book or a marriage course that made the assumption my husband was going to participate with me, when clearly he wanted nothing to do with me. The books were great, but I had no one to ask questions to. No community of women who were walking through this with me, who had walked through the same thing I was going through. I had no one to challenge me. Everyone felt bad for me, and so they were quick to blame my husband because on the outside, he was the only one that was wrong. It never occurred to me that God would use the separation to create a lasting change in my heart. Once that change had been completed, God spoke to my husband, even as an unbeliever. God saw fit to speak to him and tell him, go get your family back. But that incredible change had to start with me. It was more about the woman I was becoming in the process than my husband changing his ways. And once I changed, my husband became a whole new man. So if you're tired of complaining about your marriage and ready to make a lasting change, now is the time. If you've been on the fence about the course, now is the time. If you aren't sure it could work for you, now is the time. Now is the time to get your questions answered. Send me an email or a DM and make a decision to fight for your marriage. It means that if you are tired of feeling like your husband is just a roommate, if you're tired of feeling unloved, undesired, unsexy when you know that you are, or at least you once were, if you want to feel wanted again, desired by your husband, if you want to feel like he's your best friend again because you love your husband, he is a good man, you just kind of hate your marriage right now, now is the time. Because let me guess, you've tried all the things and your husband still refuses to listen to you. Or maybe he's walking out the door right now. You've tried telling him how to make you happy. You've tried marriage counseling, therapy. Either it hasn't worked or he refuses to go. You've even tried the many resources out there for Christian couples, but you feel forgotten because they all make the assumption that your husband's going to participate in the course, the small group, or whatever that thing is. Now is the time. Now is the time to stop saying things like, I hate it when. Now is the time to stop complaining about our marriages and learn how to make change. Why? Because as women, we have the power to do so. We're the keepers of our home and have so much influence over what goes on inside it. With the Grace Fuels Marriage Method, you are going to walk away with eight tools for your marriage toolbox and the roadmap on how to use them. I'm not just going to hand you the wrench and the hammer and say, here you go. Have a nice day. We will learn how to use them. And for those of you who jump in before this Friday, March 18th at midnight, You'll access the Zoom live with me where I'll be able to role play with you, do role play scenarios and go through specific ways we can make change in your own relationship. And that is live every week, once a week for six weeks. We'll go through 12 modules where we'll explore some self-discovery, learning not only how to love and get the love we want, but we'll learn how to apologize and get the apology that we want. We'll be reminded of our identity in Christ and learn what it takes to become truly intimate with our husbands. And I'm not just talking about the bedroom kind of in intimacy, but let me assure you that is another fringe 
benefit. I'm talking about the kind of intimacy where you enjoy being around each other again. When you get butterflies in your stomach whenever he walks in the room, when all of a sudden he starts doing things to please you, unprompted. Does this sound like the marriage of your dreams yet? Next, we're going to create our own grace-fueled routines that work for us, not just what somebody else tells you to do. Grace-fueled routines that will make us happier, healthier women who are not only more fun to be around, but who have become so full of God's grace that nothing but his loving kindness flows through us. Everyone, not just our husbands, will be more attracted to the glow that we will start to radiate. Now is the time. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for the heart change that will come? The God transformation that will come? The glory that will shine all over your face in a way that no one can deny? And your husband won't be able to resist. If you're ready, now is the time. Head over to thegracefieldsmarriagemethod.gr8.com to get started and I'll meet you inside. So the third thing that we're going to do for our husbands in this time of separation or potential separation is really to give him his space. I know that part of what it feels like when he's leaving causes you to get the sense of almost fear. And I see a lot of times this where you want to cling to it more. You want to hold on to the last little bit of what you have because you're just devastated and so afraid of where it's going. This is the point where you should let go, right? So I love the saying, if you love something, set it free. If it comes back to you, it's yours. If it doesn't, it was never meant to be. I mean, now it sounds that's such a cliche, right? I mean, how long has that that saying been around, it's been around for forever, but it's understanding that there's nothing that we can do to force him to stay. If he really wants to go, he's going to go. And that is the place where we could say, okay, you know, and just, and let him go, but, but be gracious about it. Be understanding of, okay, you, you want to go. I'm going to, you know, I don't want to be separated, but I understand that you need your space. I'm going to support your decision. I'm go. I mean, it's just, it's such a hard thing to even, even fathom how one would be able to do that. But it's really what that get giving him the grace that he does not deserve. He doesn't deserve your kindness in that area. He doesn't deserve your grace in that area, but you being able to show it, you being able to say, okay, you're moving out. I'll see what I can do to help you go. I mean, you know, I'd love to, for you to be here, but I understand that really this is your choice and you have the option to, to hold, you know, to make this choice, if you will. But in doing the opposite, in, in making it difficult for him and, you know, and just being spiteful in, in treating him the way, quite frankly, he deserves to be treated, we are doing ourselves and the marriage a disservice. Now, you don't have to do it in a way that he feels like you're kicking him out, like you're like, okay, bye, don't let the door bell, you know, the doorknob hit you on the way out. It's, it's not that. There is a balance in between being sad that he's leaving, but then letting him, allowing him to leave with graciousness. I remember when my husband was leaving, God told me to buy him a TV. And I'm like, what? Buy him a TV? Come on. But really it is putting that trust in God and understanding that there's nothing we can really do at the moment. And number four is you're going to show him the love of Christ because 
in in what way? I mean, there is no way that us women in our own strength can show our husbands loving kindness without first calling on Jesus to fill us with all of it. I mean, there's just not. We we're not that person, right? I mean, I'm not that person. I don't know about you, but most of the listeners that I speak to that uh, reach out to me on the show, they are not that person. They don't want to be that person and don't feel bad if you're not. That's why we have Jesus, right? That's why we ask him like, oh Lord, Jesus, take the wheel in this case. But by showing him the loving kindness of God, by showing him, treating him the way Jesus would treat him, right? Treating him the way we would want to be treated. Treating him, you know, like understanding that he is God's child just as much as you are. And understanding that in the same way that you're hurting, he's hurting too. Showing him that love even when he doesn't deserve it is the uh, like a true way to really show him what the gospel is all about. The last thing you are going to do is surrender the outcome to God. Surrender the outcome. Now, I'm sure at this point you have prayed about it. You've cried out to God. You've, you know, you've done all the things. I know that you have because you all tell me that you have every single person that has reached out to me and written to me has said, I've been in prayer about it. I've been in this. I've been in that. So there's no, I'm, I'm. The reason why I didn't make that one of my five points is because I'm making the assumption that you're already doing it. So if you're not already doing that, consider that number 4A, right? Like you need to be in prayer about it. In fact, consider that number like, you know, 0.5 before you get to one, because before you make a decision about whether or not this marriage is worth saving, like you need to be in prayer about that, right? So assuming that you are in prayer about it, that you're hearing from God about it, that you've sought godly counsel about it, then the only thing left for you to do really is to submit to his answer. Like just really give up the outcome, submit the outcome to God. Because like I've said a hundred times, we cannot change anybody. We can't force change. There's nothing that we can do in this area. We can change ourselves. But by doing that and saying, you know what, God, I'm not going to, I'm no longer going to make my husband or this marriage an idol, but I am going to focus on you and allow you to create the change in me that needs to happen. And then I'm going to believe that there will be change in my husband. And if there's not, then it was for a reason. I don't know. You know, it's such, so tough. It's, it's, I don't want to ever pretend that these emotions are easy emotions to be dealt with. So there we go. Those are your five things that you can do if you have heard from your husband that he wants to separate. We're going to recap really quick. Number one is decide what you want. What do you want? Do you want to try to still fight for the marriage? Even during the separation, there is still hope during the separation. Heck, there's hope after the divorce papers are signed, right? So do you still want to fight for the marriage or are you just over it? So think about that. Number two, you're going to get support. Number three, you are going to give him space, almost like it doesn't phase you. I mean, you're going to just do that little bit of distancing Because clearly that space is what he's asking for. So you're going to give him that space. Then number number four, you are going to show him 
the love of Jesus. You are going to show him the love of Jesus because that's what God commands us to do. And quite frankly, it is the best way to minister to him and to yourself. If you really allow God to transform your heart into a way and say, God, like, help me to see him the way you do. Help me to see him, Jesus, the way, the way that you do. And you're going to show him that loving and kindness despite, despite everything, right? Because that's what Jesus would have us do. And then number five is you're going to surrender the outcome of those prayers and your actions to God. And then just understand that God loves you and he protects you. He has never left you nor forsaken you. And he is not going to leave you now. I will close in this last little prayer. Father God, I just thank you so much for every woman under the sound of my voice. Father, I pray that you comfort her, that you heal her heart, that you soften her husband's heart to her, that you use this time that they might be apart, Father, that you use this because your word says that you use everything for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose, Father God. That is what your scripture says, and we are believing for that today. And I pray that my sister actually understand how close you are to her right now, that she may rest under your wings and in the shadows and, and be protected by you, Father God. And I pray that you really bring comfort to her heart and peace to her soul and really help her husband to see her the way you see her and help her to see her husband the way you see him. In Jesus' name, amen. Until next week, ladies, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.